Couch Guy Sports, Loose Change Podcast, episode 39. No guests this week. I've been DMing a lot of people. A lot. They're not. Some of them aren't getting back, which is frustrating because they're young. But you can click on it and see if they read it, and they don't read them, which kind of makes me feel better. One person did read it, and I was like, "Okay, buddy, f you." <laughs> not not cool uh, that you didn't respond. But we got me, we got Jared, we got Lauren again this week. Lauren, I don't want to I don't want to put a label on it. <laughs> But you're kind of like you're you're wet cement right now as a third chair on the show. And then we got Patrick, who's producing the show tonight, giving Jared, giving Jared his break. I love it. Producing. This yeah, is nice. Is, I, which, I just hopped on and we started recording. This was great enough to do a thing. Yeah, this is. And I'm and I'm technologically inept, which is fine by me. Very true. Very true. I'm honestly, I am so dumb when it comes to technology, and like an idiot I, when it comes to technology. I know I am, and like, and and I I usually will battle for myself, but I technology. There is zero part of me like I can't work a website. I'm surprised you can turn a computer on to be 100 percent honest. I can't sometimes at work. <laughs> at, at work, it's a struggle sometimes. You have to hit the power button, and then I like I'll swear I have my password correct, and I won't have my password correct, and then I'll lock myself out of my computer. I got I've called IT at work. A million times. My I mean, boy, John. You work in Parks and Rec and you probably have ancient computers. No, we actually, they updated them. And what's in 1999? I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you like even a roundabout year of what they are. But my boy, Jonathan over at IT, he's always got my back. Always got my back. Taekwondo master. That's a fact. Uh, and I know IT for talents make a lot of money. Uh, a lot more money than I do. Uh, First, though, the other news of the week that we're not going to really talk about, but you guys can throw in your comments if you want to. John Skipper resigned from his position as president of ESPN, citing a substance abuse issue that he is going through. Now, hear me out here, okay? So I see this news. I tweeted on the Couch Guy account. I posted on uh, the Instagram. You know, I take a little, I take a little dig at him. Uh, afterwards, I was like, you know what? Maybe not in the best taste because the guy is citing substance abuse, which I know is a touchy subject with a lot of people. But I'll be honest with you, I'm calling a load of BS on this. And I and you know what? If he is, here's my thing. If he is having a substance abuse problem, get help. Get the help you need. That's great. But all the sexual harassment allegations being tossed around, ESPN has been called the boys club for years. John Butchergrass just got labeled, which we'll talk about a little bit later, because I actually have a pretty strong opinion on the John Butchergrass situation. Um, but between all of that stuff going on and, and how he's supposed to be, John Skipper is supposed to be this guy who's like a head of, uh, of minorities. He gives minorities uh, a charge forward in the media, which is great, which is great to do a great job all the time with the personalities at ESPN. But you know, that's, he, he, he pushes for them. I just have a feeling that there's more coming out. I have a big feeling that there's more coming out. What do you guys think? Quickly. You know, this is the other news segment, but what do you well, are see, you with I, me? I, no, I think I think the ESPN thing is so sexual harassment, it's not even funny. It's like, so sexual I, harassment. I just think that the, I mean he might so have a small I think it's like a small problem with like drugs or booze or women or all three. I don't know. But I think 
there is some sort of sexual harassment thrown in, and he doesn't want to be at ESPN when it happens because he's run ESPN forever. So I think he just wants to separate himself from it. And he's probably thinking about leaving shit anyway, but I think this was his way of saying, yeah, I got a problem. deal. Last yeah, month. like, but think about it now. If if sexual harassment comes out attached to him, now it's like, oh, I know, I did it. I apologize. Like, I'm getting help. It was part of the substance problem. Like, and now he gets something to blame it on. And that's yeah. it too. It's gonna say it's gonna save ESPN's look a little bit. Sorry, Laura, but it's gonna save ESPN's look a little bit if he's out and he's not there anymore. And he's and he sounds like a very nice guy who cares about people. So maybe he's thinking about, hey, if I get out, I don't have my name attached to ESPN anymore. This isn't gonna hurt the reputation too much. I mean, my only thing is where it's, I know it's easy to jump to the whole sexual harassment thing. Um, and I, I want, I'm, cho- I'm choosing to believe that he is leaving for substance abuse. The only thing that I find iffy about it is you take a leave of absence. If you're getting help, you know, like John Dennis took a leave of absence until he retired. You yep. take a leave of absence. You take it and companies, especially ESPN, they would obviously let him leave for as long as he needed to get help. You know, they have, inpatient programs outpatient programs they have a shit ton of programs for people with substance abuse problems so that's the only thing where i'm like okay you don't resign for substance abuse unless it's like horrendously bad where you're just like i'm just gonna sit home and drink or pop pills all day whatever your drug of choice is so eh, i think i mean it's only i think it's only a matter of time before uh charges and complaints come out about it but for now, I'm choosing to believe that it is a substance abuse problem, and until I hear otherwise, that's what I'm going with. All right, next, my favorite story of the week, which is not getting the attention that it deserves, and it is so frustrating. The New York Times legitimately confirmed that the government has a program where they watch UFOs. Why are we not talking about this? This just this isn't blowing up on Twitter the way it should be. They have a video. They have a video of the government following UFOs, and the guy in it was literally like, there's a fleet of them. Like, he's watching these things flying and stopping in midair and rotating. In midair, on Earth. On Earth. We have a UFO program. I want to see it. No, I want to see it. Watch the video. Watch the video. It's crazy. I still don't believe it. They've got two pilots, and it's like genuine reaction. Like, the pilot's like, dude, look at this. Watch this. Like, they're following this thing, and he was like, there's fleets of it. And then it just stops, and the thing rotates. And we're not talking about this on Twitter? How are we not talking about this on Twitter? <laughs> it's I here. Had... It you is think here. Twitter, you think Twitter would be the re- the way to do it. Like, Twitter's such a cesspool anyway. You'd think it would come up on Twitter. But I, I, I don't really believe it. I still don't think it's real. But Oh, tell me you don't believe in UFOs. Suck I don't my believe, ass. UFOs are I don't believe UFOs. <laughs> do you believe in aliens? Oh my God! You think we're the only ones out? Thank you. No, I <laughs> believe only, aliens. Not... Like I, I want proof that they're what? here. Like I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I mean, my have mom... you ever seen Men in Black? I can't. I, I can't <laughs> talk to you right now. My, my mom was. My mom was an alien until she became a citizen. So I believe in aliens. Oh, Listen. You're... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen. Guys, there are there's there's proof everywhere. I think who is it? Aaron Rodgers, who was it? Aaron Rodgers, who legitimately was on a podcast and was and told a detailed story about the time he saw one. Like there are so many stories. There's so many stories of being like, I was abducted and probed, and I'm kind of believing him now. Well, and this is this um I, I don't know, you know who this guy, I don't even know who this guy is Neil deGrasse um he basically you don't know said who he's Neil like, deGrasse is? 
I don't know his name. Fuck that. He's like one of the most famous scientists in the world. I don't know who Neil deGrasse is. Why do I care about science? Um, he said, call me when you have a dinner invite from an alien. That's where so I'm Why at. would they invite you to dinner? You clearly probably don't have the same diets. That's where, that's where I'm at. You're gonna, they're going to feed you moon rock. You want to eat moon beam, rock? Beam me up for moon rock and beam me back down. That I'll believe. I mean, no, because I'll, you'll be scared. I'll, I'll eat moon rock. I'll eat moon rock. I'll have dinner with an alien. If you give me Frank's bread, I'll probably eat moon rock. That's a fact. I, I put, I not to be cliche, but I literally put Frank's Red Hot on everything. Same, I, it's true. Everyone makes fun of me in my office because I carry it in my purse, and people are like, "You have hot sauce in your purse." So I was like, "You never know when you're gonna need it." I've got a giant jug that just sits on my desk, and I'm almost out actually. But the the so the New York Times called him out on it, got information on it. The Defense Department claims, and like this was so secret, like they meant to keep the secret. Six, what was the number? A ridiculous number, millions of dollars was going towards this uh, department. The Defense Department said that they shut it down in 2012. And then backers of the story were like, no, 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 no. Don't listen to them. It's still going. They're still watching it. Jared watched the videos from 2004 that they released. They have proof. And it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous that we're not talking about this. Third, the John Butcher Gras story. John I'm Butcher so Gras- ready for this. Famous ESPN anchor, okay? And so far, in and I even I blogged about this earlier this week, if you go check it out. So my problem with this story is I'm I genu- I generally believe all of the stories that come from um, the victims, the alleged victims of the sexual harassment claims, uh, especially in the media right now, because I kind of I get it. These guys are power hungry, and you know Harvey Weinstein's a monster. But John Butchergrass's story. And the, her name is uh, Adrian Lawrence. She used to work at ESPN. No longer does. And she was trying to become an on-air personality. She was for a little bit. And her and John had this this text exchange. And she claims that John was was harassing her via text message and was sending her like unsolicited uh, flirty messages. And John and ESPN was like, okay, fine. Here's the text messages. You guys be the judge. And they released all of them. there's loads of text messages. And if you read the text messages, uh, you guys can do that yourself. But if you read the text messages, I, I don't, (laughs) it's, it seems not bad. Consensual. It does. I've always said, I have said a hundred times over. I've said it on my Twitter. I say it all the time. There is a difference between friendly, friendly flirting and then crossing a line and being just a dirt bag. This was just complete friendly flirting. There was nothing wrong here. And, it's like this is the issue with the whole like sexual harassment thing where, you know, men don't want to say anything to women because something like this could happen. Like dream girl. That's not I don't see anything like harassing about that. Calling her long legs. OK, she's tall. She's got long legs like it, it, it's not like and I forget what she said to have him prompt. Him oh, to say no, that. But here's here's the thing about the long legs comment, though, because they were talking about the desk and that was actually debunked because he said. You can use my office whenever you want. The door's always open. She was like, okay, I'm going to go use it now. And she was like, don't worry. I won't adjust your chair. And then he said, hashtag long legs. He said, hashtag long legs because he has long legs. He's a tall guy. And his chair is super high up. They were talking about his chair. That's what he meant by long legs. Oh, see, I I haven't read. He wasn't even, he wasn't even commenting on her legs. I don't know. I just, I have so many issues with this story because I don't see I don't see anything wrong with the conversation. It was consensual. It was friendly. And it 
we've seen way worse. My DMs have seen way worse. So I'm oh, just, yeah. I've we'll got, those. we'll get there. I've got, I've got a lot of issues with this because, I mean, this sometimes that's how I talk to my male friends. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just like a very bubbly, happy person, and I'm just gonna sit here and, I don't know. I like I. I like to friendly flirt and I don't mean anything by it. And I'm not going to sit there and be like, nah, you're harassing me. I just, this is like a major issue I have with the story is that people don't know like where the line is. And like, there was no line crossed at all here. The thing that gets me with these is the fact that after all this happens, you read them and there, there's nothing wrong with them in my eyes either. Then you read her. She tweeted out like, a, oh, I'm so grateful for everybody else at ESPN that stood up with me. And um, we're all being super brave about all this coming up. Dude, you wanted it. Like you were asking for the D. Like is what you were asking for. You want you were you wanted him big time. And those texts reflect that. So I don't know how anyone can read those texts and then see her statement on Twitter and say, "Oh my god, you you were victimized." Like you I'm so sorry for you. No, you wanted it in the rear end. That's what you were asking for. You they wanted were, the Easter. They were hanging out. They were they were essentially dating. They were like they were legitimately hanging out. And that's and it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. And the thing is after she said you have to keep your shirt on, sir, or your clothes on, sir. Immediately afterwards, she was making trying to make plans with him to hang out that weekend. Yeah. Immediately after. It's it's just it's a very frustrating story. I recommend looking into it. And lastly, Zeke Elliott returns from his uh six game suspension this weekend. I do gotta say, fantasy football perspective, I am so mad at myself. I've never hated myself more in my life than I do this week. I lost by ten points in my semifinals. I was trying to get in the finals for the third year in a row. I had to start Kirk Cousins because I lost Carson Wentz. I I got Rodgers to replace Carson Wentz. I had I had Charles Clay started him over Greg Olson because Greg Olson did shit. Craig Olson ended up getting 19 points, and I started uh, the Saints defense against the Jets over Kansas City's defense, who scored 14 14 points. So I started all the wrong people, and I lost. And and I tried to get Blake Bortles off the waiver wire, and my friend who's not even in, CJ Wilcox, who actually writes for Couch Guy Sports, stole Blake Bortles from me, who wasn't even in the playoffs anymore, took Blake <laughs> Bortles from me, and Blake Bortles would have won me the game if I just started him over Kirk Cousins, which I was going to. So uh, I'm mad at myself. I'm mad at CJ. Uh, into the regular show, really quick, creepiest Christmas song. I have to talk about this. <laughs> Christmas is coming up. We have to do away with Baby It's Cold Outside. Baby, yeah. it's cold that is, outside. Nope. That is one of the most horrific songs in the world. When like, the outside not... is frightful, <laughs> but the fire is so delightful. It's not even it's, because... Oh, it's literally about rape. It's, oh, you got... Like, she takes it... Ba- ooh, what's in this drink? Uh, I don't know. Oh. Cosby. <laughs> it's literally rape. It's in the whole song. Yeah, no, no, you're right. <laughs> Like she's trying so hard to leave the entire the entire time, and like all I can imagine is this creep just like wedging his body between the door and her. <laughs> I guess I can see Nick now, baby. It's cold out there. <laughs> it's like it's super creepy. That's like that's like weird, like twenty year old college dude shit who is about to do stuff to a girl who is clearly not interested. So legit, like, everyone in Lawrence DMs is like who sings that song. Legit, and it's it's we have to do away with the song. I actually, weirdly enough, because I didn't, I put this on the list of topics to talk about before I heard this. I guess there is there's this year it came out a a different version that's a little less rapey, but I don't care. The original one that we have to talk about, like if if that song is about somebody, 
R.I.P. That girl's pr- that girl probably died does, that night. Based on a true story. That song, like she's like she's like I really can't stay. Yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's it's bad. If you really she, listen to the words, like it's bad. She wow. tries to leave. Like very. She she tries so hard to leave. And the, he the the protagonist or the antagonist, whatever you want to refer to him as, has zero prerogative of letting her go. Transition. That was my own sound effect. Brand new segment. We're going to do this every week because it seems like this is a problem. Lauren's DMs uh, <laughs> segment. It's a segment that I came up with today. I'm very excited about it. Lauren tends to text me and Jared about these creepy dudes who would just slide into her Twitter DMs. Lauren's Hardcore. got a pretty good following Hardcore. on Twitter. Follow her on Twitter. Was it at La La Lauren Campbell? La La La, 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 La Lauren Campbell. Uh, it sounded out. Sounded out, you brainless dweebs. La 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 Lauren Campbell. Um, this guy today, I'm not going to give out. I'm not going to give out names. I'll be nice, you know, because if this guy is <laughs> listening to the show, I don't want to lose him as a listener. Because we appreciate you because you're giving us content. Yeah. This guy today. Lauren uh, appreciates you. First DMs her yesterday. Quote: You're my dream girl. Dot dot dot. Smart and lover of Boston sports. No reply. Three minutes later. Are you single? Asking for a friend. Yeah, okay, buddy. Uh, Doesn't answer for another three minutes. He sets a timer for three minutes and then replies again. Want to go out sometime? Lauren replies this time, and she goes, I'm flattered, but I honestly have no interest in dating at the moment. This guy again, I hear you, no problem. I'll just pick my broken heart off the floor. Can we at least talk to get to know each other without any expectations? I don't want to make you uncomfortable, though. First of all, buddy, the fact... The fact that you have to say that you that she broke your heart, you've never spoken before. This is your first time talking to Lauren. And don't, Lauren's a great girl, but you don't know her at all. She could be a psychopath. You have no clue. Your heart's broken. You DM'd her. He you used didn't a even sad face to- emoji about you. He doesn't know you. <laughs> he had to hit another key to go click on the frown. And then he goes on after this. So this after the last text message I said, or DM. Can we at least talk to get to know each other without any expectations? I don't want to make you uncomfortable, though. No answer for an for almost two hours. When's your birthday? <laughs> an answer. Which is on my profile. Yeah. Four minutes later. What's your favorite food? Two minutes later. How old are you? Twelve minutes later. Okay, bye. <laughs> Dude, you should have gotten the hint, man. Like, if she's not answering you, stop. Because this is what happens. You are going to get exposed. But this guy isn't as bad as most guys in Lauren's. No. I can't. I can't wait for Lauren's DM segment when there's an unsolicited D. Oh, it's coming. Don't worry. Uh, like, oh yeah, that happens. It it it's slowed down since the summer, but now that it's cuffing season, and now that it's funny. Like every time I tweet about like if I say something like. Oh, I, I somehow say that I'm single and without like directly saying it, it's like, boom, people are like, hey. And I was like, hey, like, no, I, I'm good. Like, it's dad bod my- season. You're going to get some dad bods. It's dad I've bod had, season. Uh, it's- Live and breathe for the dad bod, baby. <laughs> dad I, bod. That pissed me off so much my senior year when everybody was like looking at Leonardo DiCaprio on like People magazine and they were like, oh, his dad bod. He's got a dad bod. Dad bods are in. I was like, bitch, I've had a dad bod since way before any of this shit. Way you're not Leo. You're not. Yeah, no, I've, I'll be honest with you. Leo is the most overrated, attractive guy in Hollywood. And that's a fact. That is I'm a fact. 
I'm you got you. that guy takes off his shirt and he's not he's not an attractive dude. Like rank rank the hottest guys in Hollywood. I'm a big I'm a big The Rock fan. If I was if I was gay, might be my first choice. Oh, dude, come on, Channing Tatum, all the way. I yeah, like but, I like but, Christian Bale as, as Batman, not Christian Bale now, and not Christian Bale in The Machinist. I like Christian Bale as Batman. That jawline, mm, just very chiseled. Yeah, well, he he's hot. Zac Efron is also hot, uh, which means if I was gay, the movie Baywatch that came out last year, this year. Hmm. I would- uh, but hey, actually no. But The Rock, though, he's also in shape. I read the story the other day. He leg- this is a wild story. He legitimately has, he calls it a circus tent or something like that. His circus gym. He has a whole crew that lugs around to all of the different locations that The Rock does his movies. A forty thousand pound gym that they can set up in a tent. I have that too. That <laughs> <laughs> that's what he does. I wish I had a crew that could set it up for me like that. Hmm. Like, that's insane. That's why the guy stays so ripped. He works out for like six hours a day. Hmm. Um, that that first one, you're, you're right. You're right. That first one was a little weird. This one, it's creepier because Lauren legitimately doesn't answer at all. And she sent us, she literally sent me this one before the show, so I haven't read it yet. So I'm very excited about this one. Uh, November 25th starts out with, hey, no answer. How are you today? No answer. And let me tell you, you guys who are trying to get in Lauren's DMs, she's a writer. Spell out the words. Don't say the letter U. Don't say the letter R. Type in A-R-E-Y-O-U. We're adults. Uh, four days later, the stove is <laughs> the stove is heating up. A week later, still no Lauren answer. She doesn't answer at all in this. So after all, the Red Sox are still in on Stanton. No answer for four days. What do you want the Sox to do? Three days. Morning. Morning. Spelt morning wrong. Have a great day. Be safe. Later. Don't you wish the Sox would do something? Dude, you were you a full page in. Hasn't <laughs> answered you in 18 days. 18 yep. days. And he's still going. Something about Lauren, man. Oh, Lauren. Are these different guys? Huh? Are these different guys? Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. I didn't know we had three. Okay, oh, so yeah. This one, that person is weird. Okay, again. And then this one's still nothing. Lauren, no answer. This guy is... Can I read this name? Because this isn't his real name. Yeah, that's not his real name. But I did meet this guy. Like, I met him one time. And I told him after. I'm like, I'm not interested. Like, there was just nothing there. Like, thanks for the Red Sox game. But... It's just not going to happen. And now you can proceed. <laughs> can I read? Can I read the name you have in the phone? In oh, absolutely. Phone? Her name in the in the phone is STFU. Also stands for Shut the fuck up, uh, Psycho. I'm guessing we are a no go. Bar later. This is on November 18th. Uh, five hours later, same day. Why did you blow me off? Wish people could just be honest with me. Same day. An hour later? Question mark. Next day, 6:25. I don't understand why you can't be honest with me. Not answering isn't cool. A day later, I'll be in Boston today. All right, dude. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Lawrence? like, all right, you're in Boston. Let me go see you. That changes my mind. Yeah. Oh, shit. You're in the city. Different story. Um, November 21st. You went a day later, right? Yeah, a day later. I have something big for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how you slide in right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Two days later. 
My sis just got engaged. Wicked awesome. Why would you if like I'm not gonna text like somebody who hasn't answered me for the show, I'm not gonna text them tomorrow and be like, yo, just letting you know this happened in my life. And I, I met up with him in uh July or June. Oh, this July? June? June or July. It was in the summer. It oh. was June. You know what? It was June. It was he's, June. He's literally messaging you like you're he's like part of the you're like part of his family. Yeah. Like, hey, my sister got engaged. <laughs> Hope you're doing well. Like it's like the clingy ex boyfriend that doesn't want to leave you alone, but you like a serious <laughs> part of his life. That's what this sounds like. Oh yeah, it's awful. It keeps going. December fourth, so about eleven days later. Hi. Next day. Question mark. So you literally haven't answered this guy in <laughs> five months. December 11th. Hey, this weekend, my cousin and I are going to the mountain to ski and snowboard. You interested? Yeah, dude, because she's really showing a load of interest. Uh, this past Saturday. Yo. Dude, what the hell? Oh, breaking news. Indians to sign Yonder Alonzo to replace Carlos Santana. Wow. Whatever. Uh, Lauren's DMs. Wild guys keep sliding in. Lauren, keep up the good work. Got you, Nick. I need, <laughs> I need more of this. I'm very, I am, I am much more interested in your DMs than I should be. But I am, I love when, I love when you send us a screenshot of messages from anybody. Oh, it makes me so happy during my work day. Like, oh, just to get a random text from Lauren, I, I when it's like says like image slideshow because I have an Android and it just shows that. I'm like, oh, this is more DMs. Let's go, open it up and just scroll through. It's it's interesting, and I I like I said it's cuffing season, so they like they are trying real hard right now, and I'm like, ah. Uh. There is there is nothing I love more than these thirsty ass hoes sliding <laughs> into your DMs. It's it's a good time. It's they a thirsty, all right. Time. They thirsty. Oh, they thirsty as fuck. And you know what, too? I just mentioned things that I don't care about, and. The 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 old the original Isaiah Thomas and Magic Johnson, that whole thing like online of people being like, oh, they made up. This is so heart wrenching. I could literally give less of a shit. I didn't even know they were feuding. I like, like forgot what it was about. I mean, I didn't even know it was a thing. I oh, enjoyed it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I was like, oh, it's like it's good clickbait and it's it's cute to watch. But I was like, same thing. I'm like, oh, they were feuding. I legit watched for. 30 seconds and I got bored. I stopped watching it. Fair enough. Sliding over. Back not into my sports. DMs. No, not. Oh, well, yes, guys. Slide into Lauren's DMs if you're interested. She, she won't date you unless you're super attractive. But still give it That's a shot. That's debatable. Give it a shot. Okay, maybe she won't. So the Red Sox made the first move of, of, uh, of the offseason this week. A little lackluster. Uh, Jared, you're shaking your head. Red Sox signed Mitch Moreland. Back. Or Matt Moreland or, or whatever. Keith whatever Moreland. The, Keith Moreland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Keith, Keith Moreland. That was Keith a good one. Moreland. It was inc- that was an incredible. That's an all-time screw-up by what was it? The Boston Herald? And the Globe. They both did it. Yeah. That was all-time screw-up. It was, <laughs> it was awesome. Um, uh, but, yeah, they signed him two years, $13 million deal. Uh, very cheap contract, uh, which, ergo means they are out on eric Hosmer, uh which honestly it's fine with me i mean what do you guys think about the mitch moreland deal i don't mind it i have really i mean people are so up in arms because like oh it's like they obviously don't care about production or whatever and i've seen so many stats like comparison Hosmer and moreland and they're, they're very comparable besides batting average so i mean whatever i enjoyed moreland i think he was fun to watch he was a good fit here had a lot of doubles 
and he came Mitchie cheap. So Mitchy two bags, Mitchy nine toes. It was it's all a lot of fun. I mean, I'm fine with it. It's he he's coming cheap, and we can still get JD Martinez, and this could possibly be a wait and see for let's go all in on Bryce Harper for 2019. Wishful thinking maybe, but I'm gonna think it anyway. See, I don't think that's wishful thinking though, because I legitimately think they're gonna be in the running for the guy. Now that the Yankees got Stanton. I mean, granted, they could still pay Harper, too. So, like, let's be real. He could go to the Yankees, and we'd all be fucked as Red Sox fans. But I don't love the Mitch Moreland signing, only because I feel like at this point you could have just let um, Quags' dude play first base. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Sammy! Um, yeah, you would have loved Sammy Travis. I, I mean, it would have been fine with me if you pl- let him play first base. But it sounds like, one, they're going to either let Hanley not play first base at all this year, if not trade him. They're trying to trade him, apparently, and which is fine. But if they don't get J.D. Martinez, the Mitch Moreland deal pisses me off even more. So it must mean they have him in their back pocket, or they, there's a really good chance of them getting him, which that's great. It's but like Gordon Hayward, back pocket. Just, it must be. has to be. But that being said, now that they don't have Hosmer, because I was kind of assuming they'd get both of them, they better pay Bryce Harper next year, and he better be in a Red Sox uniform. Well— Breaking news, social media, kind of from this week. J.D. Martinez commented on David Price's picture of his baby. Uh, Dude, but they, people, play, I hate, they played together. Like I know. Remember, they played together in Detroit, so they know each other. Um, but here's my thing with it. And this kind of came about today into my brain. Uh, so my Jackie brain. Bradley Jr. is still on the team, right? Obviously. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to end up trading Jackie Bradley Jr. So no. you signed... You sign J.D. Martinez. J.D. Martinez becomes your D.H. for the most part. He'll play the outfield, too, which is great because you have a D.H. who can do both. Uh, and he likes playing the outfield. He's admitted that, right? But that's if they trade Hanley. If they don't trade Hanley, listen, then you Listen, baby. Don't... Listen, baby. No, oh, don't call me baby. Don't listen, face. baby. So, hey, calm down, long legs. Hashtag long legs. <laughs> so Hanley Ramirez, Mitch Moreland, they platoon. So what Mitch Moreland's deal was, it's cheap. That's a bench contract, guys. That's not a guy who's going to start every day. That's a guy who's going to help out and play when he needs to. Wasn't That's not your start every day last year either there, big boy. He ended up playing a lot. But listen to me. I think it's a different story now. Hanley Ramirez's contract this season, he becomes a free agent next year if he doesn't get the right amount of at-bats. If you if you switch off between Mitch Moreland and J.D. Martinez, I mean Mitch Moreland and Hanley Ramirez, Hanley Ramirez isn't going to get that amount of at-bats, and then he's a free agent next year. You don't have to pay the $22 million, and you have so much money opened up for Bryce Harper. I think this is, all in all, I think this is a giant deal for Bryce Harper. Yeah, it's it seems to be that way. And at first I was like, oh, I'm like their first move of the season. It's nothing like crazy big but whatever it's worth obviously got, talking I about but action. i was excited i liked mitch moreland but I, I i didn't get that like yes let's go kind of feeling that i had you know obviously with chris sale last year but i mean i trust dave dombrowski probably a lot more than oh, i should oh but i don't <laughs> not at all, I, I, not at all. I, I trust him and because i feel like he's you can't even go to a post docs game anymore and expect them to win <laughs> there's nobody well, down there hey Brian Johnson is down there. Don't speak exactly. to <laughs> Hey, it's my husband. And I Hector Velasquez. What, if, what a oh, joke that a guy him. is. That guy has an 88-mile-an-hour fastball, and people think he's going to pitch well in the majors. He's going to get mauled in the majors. Yeah, and Bryce oh. Brents is even still down there. Like, Who's Nick Castillo? Oh, my God. Kill me. Kill me. <laughs> what a joke that guy is, too. But, no, honestly, I think this Mitch Moreland deal is a play to get 
uh, Bryce Harper next season. Because then you can trade Jackie. Then you can trade Jackie. Finally. Have, finally. Or you can just let him walk. Because if I'm correct, uh, Pat, I don't know if you want to look this up. Jackie Bradley might be a free agent after this season. Or may, it might be after the 2019 season. I thought it was 2019. But... It's 2019 because I think him and Xander and like Mookie are all up at the same time. Yeah, and you got it. You absolutely pay. Of course, I know Xander's contract situation. He has value, guys. Like, remember, he's younger. He can play the crap out of the outfield, and he he hits in peaks and valleys. Like, the dude has value. If you guys, oh no, he does. He has a shit ton of value. Like, I I honestly think they might trade him this offseason still because you bring in JD, he can play the outfield, and you could still use some pitching guys. Remember, Stephen Wright has some legal issues, and you no longer have Doug. You no longer have Doug Fister, so you might need some pitching help. No, Ryan yeah, Johnson. You... no, stop that. <laughs> and remember, remember, Erod's hurt for the first two yeah. or three months of the season. Yep. So, so your rotation, your rotation without Erod is Sale, Price, Porcello, um, Pomeranz, Wright, and Pomeranz. Because I, I, Wright will be there, which is fine. We're Red Sox fans. We're going to forget about it, um, especially because that whole incident itself. I don't know if you guys have read into it. That's another wonky incident. Like that sounds like the family. Like eh, I don't know. That incident was crazy too. Um, he didn't go but, slap oh, a bitch. He just like verbally altercated a bitch, and and apparently destroyed a door. Uh, happens to the best of us. Yeah. Oh yeah. My God. You should see this house. The house that I live in. When when we moved in, there's like holes in the wall. This door behind me. You guys can see the hole probably. This door behind me. That hole was oh, yeah. there before I moved there in. There it is. Somebody punched oh, a hole through that door. I have a couple holes in the doors in my house when I moved in. Yeah, it, yeah, you're right. Bad radio, I know. Uh, because it's a visual thing. There's a hole in my door, people. Uh, <laughs> crazy Puerto Rican family, though, who used to live here. Uh, I actually, I actually know the relatives of them, but that's besides the fact. But yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they had a thing against doors. Their new house doesn't have any doors. It really keeps their blood pressure low. Uh, next move, Red Sox. I think I, I'm positive they're going to sign JD Martinez. I'm like, I'm almost as sure as I thought the Celtics were going to sign uh, Gordon Hayward. And they're yeah. going to have that power bat. They're, he's not going to hit 45 home runs, but he'll hit 35. It just keeps lining up for him to be in the Red Sox uniform. It's just really it, what it is. With everyone else in the league being signed and, and dealt and just the way everything's been falling, I just think they're trying to figure out a number. And I think at this point, the Bo- Boris is being backed into a corner of talk to Red Sox, talk to Dombrowski, and figure it out. Yeah, and you know what? I, I forgot to bring this part up, too, with Boris. This gives the Red Sox leverage. Because before, you didn't have a first baseman. Eric Hosmer was, uh, remember, he's Boris's guy too. Eric Hosmer uh, was a potential fill-in role for first base. So now the Red Sox can say, because it seems like J.D. will sign here and wants to sign here. But Boris, Boris is obviously the guy who looks for a ton of money for his players. Now, Dave Dabrowski can say, yeah, we like J.D., but hey, Scott, hey, Scotty, baby. If we don't get JD, we're fine because we still have a full roster and we can run out a starting lineup every night. We don't need you. We would like you, but we don't need you. Before it was a need, now it's a want. Mm-hmm. Uh, slide over. Patriots game, Steelers. Monster game. Best game of the year. Best game I've watched since the Super Bowl. One of the best games I've ever seen in my life because of it was so heart wrenching. I was screaming. I can't see that. Um, just keep going. I don't want you to comment on it. I was showing her something. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Bad radio. Uh, it's all right. We don't edit here. We don't edit Patri- shit here. Patriots Steelers. <laughs> Patriots Steelers was a wild ass game. 
But Patriots, Patriots, Steelers game. Patriots win 27-24. We don't really have to talk about the whole game. Just talk about the big sequence. Patriots take the lead. Gronk, Gronk absolutely stuffs his balls in the Steelers' faces, celebrating, gyrating all over the field. Uh, Steelers have the ball with under a minute left. I believe it was 52 seconds left. Um, a first bonehead move of this drive is the kick returner for the Steelers takes the ball out of the end zone, waste time on the clock, only gets to about the 21. So he wastes about four seconds off the clock that you probably needed at the end of the game. Uh, they get to about the 22-yard line. Ben Roethlisberger throws a slant pass over the middle to Juju Smith-Schuster. Phenomenal rookie. Going to draft him next year in fantasy football if I can. That's a fact. Schuster runs 69 yards, makes every Patriots fan's heart drop into their stomach. Gets tackled within, what, with the seven-yard line they were on? They're running up the field. Ben Roethlisberger spinning around in circles, trying to call a timeout. Said later on that he didn't mean to call a timeout. Mike Tomlin was like, yeah, he didn't want to call a timeout. The ref, That was the ref's idea to call a timeout. Ben wasn't signaling that he wanted a timeout. He was looking at me. <laughs> you and sound then just like him. It's the, the yeah, I do. I do a good Mike Tomlin. It, my favorite, my absolute favorite thing about that was like, he was like, yeah, he was, he was looking at me the whole time, uh, trying to decide if we're going to take the timeout. And he was signaling to me. Yeah. Well, if you watch the video, if you play that interview, then you play the video right behind it. Ben Roethlisberger is straight up spinning in circles. He's not looking at Mike Tomlin. He's spinning in circles, throwing up the timeout signal. So, like, <laughs> what is the ref supposed to do? If the ref didn't call timeout, you know Steelers fans would be up in arms. Like, why didn't he call a timeout? He was waiting. They were waiting forever to call a timeout. You know that would have been Mike Tomlin's next excuse. So they get down there. Uh, they have a timeout. No timeouts left. So Ben Roethlisberger is running up. He's yelling, clock it to the entire team. He's telling everybody to clock it, which means spike it. Uh, you could tell things are an absolute mayhem. He mayhem. He lines up Eli, who's Eli Rogers on the right, uh, and then uh, I think it's Bryant Schuster and Bell over on the left. Ben Roethlisberger calls a hike, throws it at the ground, but doesn't actually throw the ball at the ground. It looks like it's a fake spike. These three on the left do nothing. They don't move. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell doesn't move. Bryant doesn't move. Schuster doesn't move. Eli Rogers crosses over the middle. And ball gets deflected by Eric Rowe. Deron Harmon picks it off. It's just another example of Patriot, Patriot delusions uh, symptom. It makes the Patriots just make the the Patriots are the Steelers daddies. That's it's it's Tomlin is one in seven against the Patriots. You guys know that? Yeah, I read that the other day. I was like, I didn't know they were that bad. Oh, my God. The Patriots are like they are so deep. They have condos built inside the brains of the Steelers and the Steelers fans. Oh, it's not condos, baby. They're in like two story mansions like they they are not going anywhere. There's always an excuse and they just can't they just can't beat them and it is it's great because i love the misery just like dave portnoy tweeted uh after the game he could bathe or something along the lines of like he could bathe in the tears of steelers fans which is the just best, the it's best tr- part about that play was the fact like you said nick they just stood and watched like once you realize <laughs> the play wasn't right like once you realize oh crap we're not spiking the ball go into the end zone and help like that's the, that's the game at this point they're, they're Moronic enough to not spike the ball, kick the game tying field goal, and go to overtime. They are Roethlisberger fake spiked it. 
apparently winked at Eli Rogers. Okay, but you have four or five Patriots going back and covering this one dude. If you're any of those three other Steelers on the line, just go to the end zone because you'll probably get a better chance of catching the ball. And now you have a fair chance throwing it into traffic, and then boom, the Patriots are going to win that game. So it's like, how dumb can you be as a Steelers player? If you're, especially if you're Le'Veon Bell, you know what you're doing. Just go to the end zone and hope at that point. <laughs> yeah, it I got made nothing. no sense. It made, got, it made no This is sense. why that right there is why the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. That play. Because, because no, the, the mentality. The people are morons. Coaches are morons. They try to out-Belichick Belichick. They try to outsmart themselves because they don't think that they can just win outright. And the, and the Steelers honestly should have won that game. Steelers should have won that game. Oh, yeah. Patriots no, should like dog shit. Game. And the Steelers came to play. They were ready to go. Heinz Field was rocking, and because of a bonehead moronic play by Ben Roethlisberger, Patriots win. Now they're going to be the one seed. And now, here is here's the big controversy of the week is the catch. It doesn't make any sense to me that there are Steelers fans or any Patriots haters who can try to tell me that this was a catch. You have people trying to compare this to the Brandon Cooks catch against Houston that was the game winner. Not nearly the same. The You couldn't see the ball underneath Brandon Cook's body, and that's what I've been trying to explain to people. The ball was underneath Brandon Cook's body. You can't see really if it moves, so there's not enough evidence to turn it over. This one, he catches the ball. He falls to the ground. He doesn't become a runner, and you can clearly see that he doesn't have control of the ball, and therefore it's an incomplete pass. And now let me explain to you the rules. Let me simplify this to you because you see this, you see this all the time on Twitter. Oh, I don't know what a catch is anymore. Man, what's a catch in the NFL? Ha ha ha. I'm so trendy. I watch football. Listen, you fucks. When this pisses me, this makes me so mad. This is what you have to do to, to catch the ball, okay? If you are falling to the ground, you have to catch the ball. You have to secure it. The ball cannot move. The ball cannot show any sign that it is rolling because if it even shows the slightest sign that it is rolling and you don't have full control of the ball, guess what? It's an incomplete pass. You know how you become a runner? You catch the ball, you turn around, you don't fall down, and you run. You take a step. It's called becoming a runner for a reason because you take a step and you run. Oh, but Nick, what about when you're diving into the end zone and you're a running back and then you drop the ball but you already crossed the plane so it doesn't matter? Listen, you fucks. When you're running the ball as a running back, you are already a runner. When you catch the ball 10 yards down the field and you run into the end zone, you are a runner. You are a runner. If you drop the ball, it doesn't matter because you're not trying to complete a catch. Jesse James was trying to complete a catch. People running into the end zone were not trying to complete a catch. That's the difference of the rule. Is the rule stupid? Yeah, I guess. I kind of agree with it there because was Jesse James a catch? No, he fell to the ground and dropped the ball. Sorry, that's not a catch to me. It's the same, it's the same thing if, say, if you're catching the ball physically in the end zone and you turn around and the, the ground helps you catch it. It's the same exact thing. If he turned around and caught it and it ended up on his back, and had the ball land on his chest, and he, he slid in without being touched. That's a touchdown because he caught it and was in the end zone before he was touched. But because of the fact is it hit the stupid ground, and if he was in the end zone and it hit the ground, they ruled it an incomplete pass. No one would be bitching about this. But because for some reason, people think, oh, well, he crossed the goal line. No, like Nick's saying, he wasn't a runner yet. He didn't even catch the ball yet. It's crazy. It's funny. Like I, I've seen nothing but 
but hatred towards the Patriots and towards the stupid rule. Like, yeah, okay, I get it. It's the rule. and Maybe it does need to be revisited, whatever. That's not what we're talking about. I don't think it's, it even does, though. Like, it's, it's not. A, I think it's a fine rule. I think that rule is simply enough as, hey, the ball hit the stupid ground. Well, that's the thing where it's like there's plenty of evidence, there's plenty of pictures or whatever. And like I said, I've seen so much hatred towards it. And the fact that, I mean, I said last week on the show, my dad is a huge Steelers fan. He's a diehard Steelers fan, born and raised in Pennsylvania. I went to school in Pittsburgh, all that. So, like, we're texting during the game or whatever. And he, all he said, he's like, I'm so disappointed. But, like, he's a diehard Steelers fan. I'm talking, like, the way I love the Red Sox is the way he loves the Steelers. And he's sitting there being like, it wasn't a catch. So, my dad, who loves the Steelers as much as I love the Red Sox, can sit there and say, it wasn't a catch, it was the right call then all you other fucking people need to understand that it was not a catch. It's okay. Just admit it. You're just mad that you lost to the Patriots. You're mad you're not going to get the one seed. I'd be a little mad too, but get the fuck over it. And it's not it, like they're cheating. Like people, even, people keep trying to say now on Twitter, oh, the Patriots cheated again. They get away with it. How did they cheat? The dude couldn't catch the fucking football. It was, it's like this. There have been many things where people like accuse the Patriots of things and like and come after the Patriots, which Some is of fine. Them Whatever, some yeah, some of, them, some of them are legit. That's fine. And some of them you can argue back and forth, and it's borderline. This is so blatantly not a catch. I don't, I just, I don't get the argument. I don't get it at all. It's so crazy. It's, it's just a blatant, incomplete pass. It's, and you can't say much more about it. It's, what do you, what, the rules got to change just like, I don't know, the fumble. The fumble rule, I kind of agree with, too, because that's a whole other controversy that happened this weekend when Derek Carr dropped the ball out of the back of the end zone and they lost the game on that. And who, whoever they play, who'd they play that week? Uh, um, Houston, um, maybe? No, it wasn't Houston. Um, whoever they played got the ball back and they won the game because of it. What, those rules are fine. You guys, you just have to understand the rule. Well, that's, um, that's the if issue. It, Nobody if it wasn't for the fact ball. that it was on the goal line, but it's a simple be rule. Freaking out because it's literally like if you're outside of the end zone and the ball hits the ground, like everyone tried to make the argument that Edelman didn't catch that ball in the Super Bowl because they claimed it hit the ground. Obviously, it didn't. And in the end zone, if someone doesn't catch the ball because it hits the ground, and the Dez argument in that game two years ago, whenever it was, if the ball hits the ground, it's not a catch. I don't care where you catch it. If you're not an active runner yet, like a running back or whatever, wherever you are, if the ground helps you catch the ball, you didn't catch the ball, which means it's incomplete. I will never. I just. I will never understand it. I'll never get it. Um, but if you want to move over to the last bit, this is a long show, but it's a good show. Uh, the last bit of news this week is the Alex Guerrero Boston Globe story, and I'm not really huge on the Boston Globe right now because of their uh, their their Mitch Moreland coverage. This, the, no, the spotlight coverage that they had uh, uh-huh. calling us calling us racist. Uh, but the Alex Guerrero story this week from the Boston Globe was pretty interesting. So it came out this week that apparently Bill Belichick has barred Alex Guerrero from uh, – he's he has taken away his sideline privileges and he can no longer fly with the team. Good. So now – and nobody knows if he's still – because he has an office inside Gillette Stadium, Alex Guerrero for Tom. It's unclear if he still has that office. I don't know. I think he does. I'm. I'm pretty sure they said he still has rights to, to go into the office that he has, and obviously his own facility. And he has he has every right to come in and work on Brady. But that's it. Like yeah, that's it. He they banned him from every other place. He was working with a good chunk of the team. 
Um, he was working with like Gronk and all this stuff. And um, I know there's some stories came out that like Brady wouldn't let him work with Jimmy G when he was still here, even though Jimmy wanted to a um, little bitter there, but I don't care. Like if I understand it's Brady's guy, he has a lot going on with him. He's helped him stay healthy. Fine. You can't really tell Brady. He can't see this dude because he's going to, and he has a facility with him next door, but He's not on the staff. He shouldn't be on the staff. He's not a trainer. You have trainers in place for a reason. The, every other player should be buying by those trainers. And I think Brady should be too. I don't think he shouldn't just not take advice from the team doctors and the trainers. Like if he gets Brady gets hurt, knock on wood, whenever he gets hurt, I, I want him to go to the doctors just as much as I want him to go to Alex Guerrero. Yeah. I'm, I, the story is just weird. It, it's very weird. It, it's, everyone's like oh that's gonna cause issues between belichick and brady and then people are like oh there are already issues with belichick and brady when he drafted garoppolo and all this stuff it's just weird like i guess as long as he can work with brady it's whatever i mean i've read a lot of weird things about guerrero and obviously we we know some weird things about guerrero over the years with his practices and his methods or whatever like it's just weird i i just it's just weird i don't i don't really can't say anything else about the well, it's, story. it's. I think it's weird because the fact it's is he's so been with sudden. them for so long. And it's just out of nowhere. I don't know what sparked it. Maybe there are some. I mean, it kind of points to the fact that there probably are some issues behind the scenes between Brady and Belichick because of Garoppolo. I think that wasn't good for Brady. Um, obviously, it sparked his play. Um, and I think Jimmy G got a lot out of it. And I hope he becomes a stud, which he shows. He, I mean, he hasn't lost yet, and he had a two-minute um, drill that came back and let the 49ers win last week too. But. Brady's pissed, and now Brady's playing well again, and now he's the guy, and Belichick, I don't think, wanted to trade him, but Kraft made him do it. So now he's bitter, and I think part of it was the fact that he didn't want to trade Jimmy G, and now he's like, well, screw you, Tom. I don't have Jimmy G. You can't have Guerrero. And I think that's part of it. And you know what? And here's the thing, too, that kind of makes me think that this is a real story because there are obviously the skeptics who are like, oh, no, the relationship is fine between Bill and Tom. There's no problems. Alex Guerrero's probably fine. Uh, when he was on EI this week, Tom, when he, when Tom was on EI this week with Kirk and Callahan, they asked him, they asked him about it and Brady said, quote, I don't have any comment on that other than to say, Alex, it's been well-documented has been a huge part of what I do. And I'm so fortunate to have him not only as a friend, but with everything that we've been able to do together. So because of that answer, there, there is something going on. There is absolutely something going on. And Honestly, I don't really care because the story, the Globe story, and I got to say they did a great job with this. The Globe story, it it points out how there were complaints coming from the trainers because they would tell the players to do this, do this when you're hurt, get better. And Guerrero would undermine them and try to say, no, don't do this, do this. Guerrero was also, you have to remember too, when Guerrero, you know, he got caught, he got busted and got yelled at, whatever. I forget the exact situation, but he claimed there were pills that cured cancer. Like it basically was fish oil um, back in a little while ago. So when when people, people died, people died because of it, because they didn't go through chemo. They didn't get treatment because they believed the pill. He's a scumbag. He's a scumbag. Is he a real doctor? Like, no, no, he's not certified. I, he got, he got, he got so. in big legal trouble for that too. That's what it was because he, he wasn't was practicing a real medicine then, and then people, and then the law was like, "Yo, you're not a doctor. You can't do this." I've got was, a doctor were, friend. I'm going to consult with him this weekend. Well, people were dying because <laughs> he was saying this is going to cure cancer, and they weren't going to chemo. They weren't doing shit because they he believed in what they were. He was saying. 
And look at this, too. Not a great look for uh, Guerrero stuff. Yeah. Julian Edelman's one of his clients. Dante Hightower's one of his clients. What do they have in common? Torn muscles. Out, I mean, ligaments. Out. <laughs> They're men. <laughs> Big muscles. <laughs> Cutie patooties. They, they both People play that I want to slide into my DMs. Oh, and you. they're both injured for the year. Not a good look for him. With, not a with good look. Significant injuries. It's not when like did, when did Brady start with Guerrero? Uh, Brady. Oh, I read that. Uh, oh, it's been before, years. Like it's been, before it's he been, was hurt. That before he tore his yes. ACL. No, um, it was yes. about because when he, he tore his ACL. It, it was, was about before. that's when that's when he picked him up about because he was looking for a way to get better. And that's around like, when hey. the, that's when their relationship grew. And actually, fun fact. You know who was the first one to go through Guerrero, and this is how Tom met him. Drew Bledsoe. Willie McGinnis. Oh, I knew that. I read that. Yes. In California. California, Willie was going to Guerrero, introduced him to Tom, and that's how this whole thing started. Um, I'll be honest with you. So this happened about week six. Tom's play has gone down since. For the past three weeks, Tom has not looked great. Pittsburgh, this week. He's pretty good Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, I'd say he was pretty good. Buffalo, eh. Miami, garbage. These kinds of guys who are crazy into this thing, into this type of stuff, they are they are mental. I'm not going to say a mental midget, but they are fully focused on one thing. And if they don't have that one thing, they're part of their routine, their mind is all screwed up. It's a big superstitious thing. And I'm genuinely worried that because Guerrero is not on the sideline anymore, that Tom is worried about his health because if Tom goes down and hurts his hamstring, he doesn't have his he doesn't have his first aid kit right there in, in Alex Guerrero. Guerrero's got to fly coach now, baby. Guerrero can't fly with the Patriots. He's got to fly on JetBlue to wherever they're going. He can't even we'll be. Get, we'll side. get him an Apple Watch signed by John Farrell. And they, can, <laughs> they can talk back and forth. He's going to need that because he can't be on the sideline. And I'm worried that can, that's a legitimate gripe with Tom and Bill. But he can be at the games, though. He just can't be on the sideline. So, God forbid, like forbid Tom like gets hurt. Tom... But he's going to have to pay to go to the game, though. Like he, the yeah, but it, aren't let I don't him think in. he has credentials. I don't even think he could be in the locker room. No, no it, I'm pretty sure like anything like credential-wise got revoked. Yeah. And, but, I mean, we do know, like, Tom, God forbid Tom gets hurt. Knock on wood. I'm knocking on wood over here. It's not... He's going to go right to Guerrero. He's going to be like, get me Guerrero. <laughs> get me Guerrero right now. That's why. That's why I want to see. That's why I want to talk to. So, I mean, like, it's just... I, I do have concerns because it is mental. It's all mental when you don't have, like, your guy there who's helped you in your health for the last 12, 13 years. But I don't know. It, it, it's like it's, like I've been saying, it's a weird story. I think it's going to be interesting last week or so in the regular season, interesting playoffs, an interesting offseason, and interesting next few weeks when the story develops because we know there's going to be more to this story, yeah. whether it's tomorrow, next week, next few months. So, I mean, I'm... I have a little bit of concern, but at the same time, Brady is God, so I'm really not that concerned. The but big question Guerrero's, is if he gets Guerrero's his way when such they, a creep. But the oh, big question is if Brady gets his way when they go to Minnesota for the Super Bowl. Because if they, some wood, you ass at. it's happening. Shut up. <laughs> so if they do when when they go, when they go to the Super Bowl, do they lift it? Do they say, you know what, it's the Super Bowl, just get Tom's guy here and let's figure it out? Well I then you they, gotta go through the whole NFL process. That's not just a Patriots call. That's an NFL call, too. It, it's hard. It's hard to get credentialed. Like I said, I've done work with NFL Network and even just trying to get 
credentials for people who are supposed to be on set who don't have credentials at that time. It's a process just to get them credentials. Like they're like, who, like, who are you? What are you doing? Who, who hired you? Who reached out to you? Where it's like, guy, like, where's my, why is my credential here? It, it's a pain and it's a process, but yeah. it, it's going to be interesting. Very interesting. And just my final thought on this, uh, you guys are going to give me your final thoughts in a second. Final thought on this is over. It, it might cause some tension between Bill and Tom because Bill's kind of Tom. Tom's an egomaniac. That's, that's a fact. And no matter how good you are and how much you're referred to as the greatest of all time, Bill Belichick is still the head honcho down there. And Bill showed it with this. Bill said, Alex, get the fuck out of here. No longer welcome here. I'm Bill Belichick. I get to make the calls around here. I am the head coach. I get to make the calls around here. You get out of here. And that shows Tom, as much as we love you, as as much as we want you to be here for the rest of your career, as long as you're healthy and as long as you're playing great, I make the calls. And that was a big step on the balls of Tom Brady from Bill Belichick. What I think, too, a big part of this is that move, like you're saying, I agree with it. I think it shows me that... Belichick's going to be here after Brady because he's trying to re-solidify himself in the locker room as the guy, as the presence, because there's always been that debate of, is it Brady, Belichick, Belichick, Brady, who comes first in the hierarchy? That's saying, Brady, you're just another player. You go by our rules. And when you're gone, I need to have control of this locker. Meaning Belichick will be here when Brady's done. No, you guys nailed it. I think it's just, it's Belichick's way of being like, this is my team. And if this is what I want, and as much as he respects, and I know him and Tom have like a good relationship out off the field, this is Bill's team at the end of the day. This it's what Bill wants. It's what he sees fit for this team. It's what he sees best. And at the end of the day, us as fans have to trust what he wants. So, I mean, it sucks that Tom Brady's not going to have his guy right there to go to if and when something happens. But it's it's Bill's team. This is Bill's team. And he needs to run it the way he sees fit. And he's always done that. So whether this causes friction or not between them or whatever is yet to be seen. But I still, I don't, it, we're still going to be Super Bowl champs. So I'm not even worried about it. Overall, both of these guys, they're obsessed with one thing. And it's going to overcome everything, no matter what tension there is. If there is tension, which I believe there is, it is winning another Super Bowl because they are both the greatest of all time at what they do. Couch Guys Sports Loose Change Podcast, episode number 39 in the books, baby. Thanks for listening. Pat, Jared, Lauren, phenomenal crew, semi-permanent crew, most likely a very permanent crew. We're going to have to you know, discuss this going forward, but love this group. Perfect group. Perfect, perfect, perfect group. Ross, uh, we do love you, though. Who? Oh, Ross. Ross, too. Yeah, I forgot Ross. Man, I freaking miss Ross. Uh, rate and subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. Follow us on SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Couch Guys Sports, Loose Change Podcast. Episode number 39 in the books. Thank you for listening. Have a great night. And don't forget to share.